Joining us in the studio are two authors. They just happen to be local, and it's exciting to have them in the studio because they are going to be doing a uh, official book launch and book signing. We're going to have a bit of discussion with them this Wednesday night. Uh, joining us in the studio is my buddy and co-host and author, John Sandham. John, great to have you here on that side of the table. Good morning, John. And with him is Hillary Laidlaw, the co-author. It just happens to be his mom. Hillary, great to have you back. Good morning, John and John. Uh, you guys must be. Now, the, the, the book, Mind the Gap, has been out a little bit. I know we're doing the big uh, pomp and circumstance official launch this Wednesday, but it's already been circulating. Uh, we know the copies have been sold because you're making donations to my friend's house, and they're very happy to see that money coming in. You must be so excited about the response so far. We're really thrilled, John. Um, we've we've been actually quite pleasantly surprised with the Amazon sales, mm. which have been fantastic, quite uh, quite exceeding our expectations, actually. But what is really exciting us is the local market for a couple of reasons. Um, first of all, it's it's just great to be able to share that locally. And secondly, for us, the importance of the local sales is, as you've said, the fact that we are donating $10 from the sale of each book to my friend's house. So it's really important for John and I to um, to participate in, in that community effort. We know that there's a real difference each of us can make and if we you know john and i in some small way can contribute we're so happy and pleased to be able to do that john you also suggest that you know my friend's house was a good choice because the book and 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 their mission line up quite quite nicely well yeah that's right the point of the book john was to show that there's less of a gap in generational thinking than one might think but it's also to start a discussion around difficult topics. And I think that's part of what My Friend's House does is not only uh, help and empower the women who need help, but also to kind of create a conversation about this because these kind of problems that we're dealing with in our community, they die in darkness, right? Mm. It's the silence that really does the harm. It's going to be interesting to have this discussion at uh, Gibson & Company. Uh, that is in downtown Collingwood. Starting at 5.30 this Wednesday night, uh, we're, going to have, we're going to be asking you some questions that maybe weren't in the book. We're going to talk a lot about what was in the book. But it's interesting, how, and the premise of the book is unique. Maybe you guys could describe that better than I can. But I love it. I've never seen anything like this. People have said that to us. They've never seen anything like it, primarily because it was it was the brainchild of our own creative effort. We just wanted, actually, initially to do a literary exercise together, and this is what came of it. So what you will find in the book is a series of writings by each of us on topics that were randomly selected and thrown at us by a third party. So we came to them blind, and we wrote from our individual unique perspectives, and at the end of the day what came of it was such an interesting mm. um, study in in exactly that in perspectives and as John said in communication in opening up conversation around difficult topics and in candor um, and ultimately John in respect for the perspective of someone else mm. yeah that's the big thing is that even if you don't agree with someone else's opinion and there honestly wasn't much that we disagreed on yeah. but the point is that even if you don't agree with what someone has to say, the mutual respect that you have to show for their point of view mm. and their ability to hold that point of view is key. In the days of social media, boy, isn't that refreshing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was also interesting that even when you agreed, 
you might have disagreed on the presentation, and hmm. that certainly spoke to where the generation is. Um, certainly, even the ways you responded to it. And I thought it was clever how, um, you know, with each topic, you each do a sort of an essay on it, and then you each sort of comment on the other person's essay after that's been submitted. And what I found really interesting is that's, to me, some of the times where even when there wasn't disagreement, there certainly was, well, I would have said it this way. or it was that, and, and that really spoke to what the difference in the language and, and the articulation of the generations. And, and that was part of the fun for us mm. is that we do both come obviously from a different perspective, from a different generation, different gender, um, and we do express ourselves differently in writing. And that comes through clearly in the book. John, in fact, was much more uh, adventurous in his exploration writing of different literary, <laughs> literary genres. That's absolutely true. Um, but your point is well taken, John. We We ended up very often at the same spot, but coming at it from entirely different directions and expressing ourselves in different ways. And this whole notion of expression is so critical to what we discovered through that journey. And it was not just about um, the respect for another person's perspective, but it was also about finding your own voice. Mm. And that, too, we find was a natural connection with the work that My Friend's House does. There's also a, a, a tenderness about it in the fact that you are, a, you know, a mother and son. But I have to ask, some of these some of these prepositions, some of the topics you to write about... Um, my mom and, had, and I had a great relationship, but I, I don't think I talked about Netflix until <laughs> with my mom. Did, was that ever an awkward spot? Can you honestly say that everything you had in your mind you wrote down, or did you ever have to edit something because, Hillary, your son was going to read it, mm-hmm. or, or, John, that you knew your mom was going to read it and read it intently and have to comment on it? Yeah, I think we agreed right up front that we weren't going to censor ourselves. Wow. And for the most part, I think we fairly much stuck to that. Um, Did it ever get uncomfortable? No, it didn't. And that, I think, speaks volumes about the relationship that we have Mm. even before we started writing about this. And we did. John's right. We agreed to try to be as candid as possible. I mean, I think every individual is going to censor to some extent what they say and to whom. And and that naturally played into, I think, where we might have gone with some of these topics. But I think we were honest. And that was that was part of our our mutual mandate. The interesting part of this for me was that it wasn't uncomfortable writing about writing about these things, knowing that mum was going to read them. Mm. The part that got me more was when we decided we were going to put this together and actually publish it. Because that wasn't the case from the start. We weren't sure that was going to happen. It was an idea that was thrown around, but was it wasn't it just going so well you thought other people should see this? We I, got to the end point and we thought, okay, we can just sit on these. We can, we can literally do nothing with them and just keep them for ourselves. But that's when we started to think about what this means in terms of communication and uh, openness between families. And uh, we thought it might be something that others would enjoy and that would mean something to other people. So it was a natural completion to the project. And as John said, not one that we necessarily anticipated. We undertook this for ourselves, but it did have a natural ending to to um, not only the writing process, but where we went with it. So we're thrilled that ultimately it has come out in published form and that it's it's received received such a good reception. So that was the part that really troubled me was how are people who aren't in my family going to read this and think of me? Because obviously we're very open with each other and we're very accepting of each other's views and our rights to hold those views. But like you said, John, social media these days, 
There's people on Twitter who aren't necessarily as kind sure. as we are. Yeah, you certainly open yourself up to the public. But I'll right. tell you, the way I'm seeing it being received, uh, you should be very happy you did so. And I certainly am because I'm glad I got to read it. And I know it started conversations between my wife, Julie, and I because we've both read it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it's really a fascinating book. Uh, you know, you could almost call it a self-help book, but it's way more entertaining than that. It's also a literary study, so if you like good writing, it's a good book to read. And I love that it's in it's in bite-sized chunks. You know, you you don't have to read the whole book back to front. You can read one premise and then explore the next one. And you can jump from topic to topic yeah. in whatever order you want. Yeah. I mean, we've selected an order that you know, mirrored the way we went. So we right. just went from the first one we did to the last one. It was a linear motion, but you can skip around and do whatever you want. Yes. We're going to have much more discussion about this amazing book, Mind the Gap, uh, this Wednesday night at Gibson and Company right here in downtown Collingwood. Join us at 5.30. We're going to have some discussion about the book. There's going to be some book signing and another opportunity for you to support my friend's house, the wonderful women's uh, d- d- shelter. So looking forward to it. John, thank you so much, and we'll see you in about five minutes. I'll be back. (laughs) Hillary Laidlaw, thank you so much for joining us here in the studio. Thank you, John, as always.